Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Light of the Free. This is a podcast for girls with big dreams. Today on the show, we have Elaine Huang, founder of Neon Owl, which is a nonprofit company that focuses on redirecting funds in the world to charities that matter. We'll let her introduce herself because she has a very unique and awesome and inspiring journey and the whole reason she is even here today. And so welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited that we get to talk. You and I love going deep to like things of the heart, like stuff that really matters, that stirs our soul. So we're going to go real deep, real fast. Awesome. So just as a side note <laughs> to the me. listeners, yeah, buckle up. <laughs> So go ahead and introduce yourself. Give us a background story of where you're from and how you got to where you are today. Awesome. Well, in this moment, I'm in New York and I am a first generation Chinese American. My parents immigrated here from China. So I am the, the first child as well. I have my younger brother, Raymond, who you've met before. I'm an entrepreneur. I run a few different businesses. So Neon Owl is, is one of them, actually. But I guess we, you and I haven't talked as much recently. But I've also launched Open Door Sessions, which is a platform for artists to really grow and connect and break out. Uh, I have my coaching business where I work with people on building brands, my recently launched greeting cards company, and I'm also a roading and fields consultant. This will connect back to a lot of what I share, actually, because every single thing that I do currently and that I've done is like anti everything my parents planned for me, including my hair and my tattoos um, <laughs> and the fact that I'm not dating someone Asian. So <laughs> and the fact that I'm in New York all the way across the country from San Francisco, I guess just in short, I will say I am the black sheep of my family. And it's this, like, I love my parents. I have a great relationship with them to an extent. But let's just say they do not approve of everything that I do or anything. (laughs) So it's that kind of love-hate relationship. But throughout my childhood to teenage years to adulthood, I kind of battled with the many different interests that I have. And like this kind of like, I didn't go to the doctor to figure out if I have ADHD, but I know my interests are definitely like ADHD. It's just like, oh, I love skincare. I love charity. I love EDM. I love festivals. Like I love people. And so everything that I've pursued, they're like, what the heck are you doing? And not just my parents, even my friends, right? It's like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Are you going to leave a six-figure job? Like, you know, because I left my job as a VP like in my late 20s to really pursue all of this and start from square one. And I feel like my whole life, it's been about following my passions and like going with my heart and like going with my gut and making decisions that seem so crazy to to everyone else. And that's how I ended up here with all these different passions and projects and businesses. You are so multi-passionate. (laughs) <laughs> I think instead of labeling it as ADHD, I would say that you're definitely multi-passionate. <laughs> yeah. Like to a T, it's like almost you can't, you can't even count all the things that you do on one hand. Yeah. So when people are like, what do you do? I'm like, mm. <laughs> you're a unicorn, right? Like, like, and the way that I see it too, is you, you know, in this day and age, we are so, we have 
the access to resources to be able to create and channel all of our creativity. And as you're sharing who you, you know, who you've become, despite the, the family's expectations, I, I'm just like, wow, you're a unicorn. Like you really, <laughs> you just like know your vision, like your horn points you in the way and you just go for it. And so I am even more excited now that you're, <laughs> you're here doing this podcast with me because I feel like there's just so much that, that you're going to share that is just going to blow people's minds. So going back to like following your gut and trusting your heart, when would you say the youngest version of you that you remember having an experience of like, hmm, I'm thinking differently from what everyone else is telling me. I grew up in a very strict household. Like I was only allowed to watch Power Rangers. That was like, so I was allowed 30 minutes of TV and that was Power Rangers for 30 minutes as a kid. And the rest of the time I had to do homework. And aside from school homework, I had to do like math that was like four levels higher than me. My dad would teach me. And this like learn so these Chinese characters. And I'm like, why do I gotta do this? And you know, but I was always kind of like, I was scared. I was a fearful child of like, just like getting yelled at, getting whipped or whatever, right? So I was a fearful child. But I always knew I was also like a rebel child, even though everything that was like taught to me was like discipline, follow the rules, A plus only, right? Like I was also like a dreamer. I'm like, oh, one day I'll break free. And so- I literally remember this as a child and I have countless journals like floating somewhere out into the world. Like ever since I was like in elementary school, I would journal like, like about fantasies about like one day, like doing like whatever, like I would have these crazy dreams and crazy stories, but I wouldn't show that. I wouldn't show that because on the outside I was disciplined and I would have to even like lie, right. Just to kind of hide in my own like my own dreams and my own like aspirations because I knew what was and was not acceptable. So I remember my like first childhood dream. I think a lot of people was like, oh, I want to be a singer. I want to be a cartoonist. I want to be a fashion designer. Obviously all those things are kind of short lived. And I want to be a model. I want to be an actress. Really wasn't until like, like maybe I was like 10 that I knew I really wanted to like save the world in one way or another. And that like that stuck. Like I didn't like, even though certain paths of how I'm going to get there, whether that's like um, being in business, like being an entrepreneur, like working for a nonprofit, like I had all these things in my mind, but it was always geared towards helping people and making the world a better place. And that was like, my parents were like, helping people don't feed you like in, in, in Cantonese, right? Like, or in Toysan, right? And so like, Did that was when I knew that. Huh? Like, did something happen that made you think that? Or just, like, out of the blue, you were like, oh, I have, suddenly have a purpose? I don't know. I've always been a very emotional person. Like, I feel... I've always felt a lot of emotions. And so I also went through a really tough childhood. Like, I would say shittier than a lot of other children. Like, I saw a lot, right? Like, just from, like, abuse to, like so much like things that a child should not see and so for me like I had my own like way of escaping that which is like envisioning another life right or envisioning a life where I wouldn't be in this situation anymore and eventually that kind of envisioning was like oh well 
like I'm pretty strong as a child and as a teenager. Like one day I want to be able to inspire and help people to like break free of whatever life circumstances had to offer. That is such a young age to have a profound awakening like that. And I think that that is not uncommon. And I love that we touched on that because, and, and with you sharing at what age, because I feel like as young girls, we have a gift of wisdom and we really can see and feel with the heart and, you know, see the world in a certain way um, that just doesn't seem to jive with what is actually happening in the world. Like, right. Like we see a way that is possible where everyone wins and flourishes and that peace and love can happen. But because the world around us is not like that, we have a need to like stuff it down or hide it or resist it. I I just wanted to point out the fact that you had that awareness and then instead of like ignoring it, you actually, it sounds like you really pursued it, trusted yourself in your intuition. Yeah. And I would say, but it was a, it was a rough, like, it was not just a rough patch. It was a jaggedy road. That's a, that's a better, that's a better Mm. way. Like, despite knowing that and volunteering, getting internships at a young age in high school. Like I was working at a place called Young Asian Women Against Violence and you got paid below minimum wage because it was like an internship and a nonprofit. So despite like getting so involved in all this, like like all this stuff that I feel like would make a change, I also like went down my own path of like, well, if you hurt me, like I'm going to do things that hurt myself and experiment with drugs and do all like do all the things that's going to like, like that you don't want me to do because everything was so like neat. Right. And organized, planned out that like, whenever I got the chance to act out, I would just like do it as well. So I've definitely made my share of, I wouldn't say mistakes, but like experiences. (laughs) Rebellious outbursts. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So it, it was never a, it was not always like a, a straight path to to where I am now. Actually, I, I had some rough years in my early adulthood and some crazy realizations that made me decide, okay, time to get back on track. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually when I met you is I think right after you had decided to make the leap to leave your corporate job to start a nonprofit organization, to really dive into serving the world in a larger way. Like, again, listening to that inner voice that you knew that this is what your purpose and mission was to do in the world. Yeah, when we met, it was, um, it was like shortly after, it was years in, just because it was like, it was a long time already, but I had already moved to New York. I like dropped everything. I quit my job. I started my company and like, At that point, I think I was still on the path of like, okay, I quit my job and the whole world's now looking at me like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do? You chose to start this company that's all about helping charities and here your parents is like nagging, like, how are you going to pay your mortgage and your New York rent? You know, because I moved from California to, to New York. And so when we met, like I already had my coaching business as well, like I did, I got to grow Neon Owl to be a pretty decent sized community. And so I was coaching other people on doing the same for what mattered to them. 
And in that moment, I felt like those were my only two things. And I felt like I had to be really successful at those two things because that's what I quit my job for. But since then, like since we really got to connect, it's been like another awakening and breakdown and breakthrough to for me to finally accept that I don't really need to answer to anyone. I don't need to prove my success by 10xing these businesses of mine to show that, hey, I made the right move on quitting my job to create this. It's like, I'm passionate about so many different things. And it's, it's my time. It's my blood, sweat and tears. It's, it's my life. It's, it's my results. And it's also my regrets if I were to like not pursue all of my passions. So that's something that's new, like since you and I last talked. Thank you for sharing that because it really shows that this growth path, this journey that we're all on is truly never ending, right? Like everything that we go through is there for a reason and is like a stepping stone for us to get to the next level or the next version or vision of ourselves. But, you know, the, the growing into who you are, I love this word of becoming and that you said you don't have to answer to anyone. Mm-hmm. And really the only person is truly yourself, which, you know, there's one thing I hope that listeners of any of my episodes take away is that truly you are the only one you need to answer to. And you get to trust yourself. You get to listen to intuition of what you want to create yeah and I think I struggled with that for the longest time because of so many different things there's so many layers that you and I met through transformation like the transformational space right which peeling away our layers (laughs) (laughs) it's something that is I want to say six years new to me like prior to that six or seven years so it's like when I worked at when I worked at my job, right? Like everything was great, like money, everything. But really the last year or two of that job, you know, I was like, maybe it was like 25 to 27. So I'm 32 now. That was when I was like, what is the meaning of life? Like, like, would I be happy making like a quarter million, like in the next couple of years? No. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm not, I don't think so. Like that doesn't, more money just buys you more experiences greater spending like greater materialistic desires I feel like prior to learning the lesson right like so I went from like okay I want to pursue fulfillment and fulfillment means impact giving back then I was like oh shit like then I have an abundance and scarcity conversation it's like oh I can only do good but then not make a lot of money right so it's like I've been through this whole like transformation and everything Everything, everything stems from the things I was taught as a child. Like there's this, like always this conflicting, I guess, little girl inside me, right? A is you're not supposed to be doing this, all these outrageous things. Um, Or as my parents would say, stop playing around. You know, you're 25, stop playing around. You're almost 30. Stop playing around, you're 32. And so they, they call it playing because it's not the traditional path of, And I'm a UC Davis dropout as well. So it's like, it's not the traditional path of get good grades, go to a good college, graduate from that college, get a good job, which I ended up getting without the college degree, make good money, like get married, have kids 
And my mom had me at like 27. So I am like five years behind her, right? Like, so all these things that is like conflicting because even though I've always known I've wanted something different, every child I believe wants to be accepted and loved and praised by their parents. I don't care if they're like, oh no, it's like we can let go of that to an extent, but I truly believe that every little girl, right, or little boy is going to want that like love, affection, acceptance, right? And so I feel like even after I, you know, dyed my hair blue and pink and red and purple, even after I left the job and created success and money for myself as an entrepreneur, there was always some sort of self-sabotage or something that was conflicting because here's the person that I am, but here's the person that I'm like kind of sort of trying to be for my mom and dad. Like, here's how I define success and here's how I want to be successful so they can see me as successful too. So it's been like the biggest, like, and that's why I'm so glad for transformation because, you know, we don't just transform and we're good. It's like continuing to peel back the layers to realize, oh, okay, how come I'm able to do this, but I'm not able to break through my own abundance or self-worth conversations or feel like I can have healthy, healthy relationships all at the same time. And I feel like the last, I want to say like few years have all but have been all about that. And I will add that that began with a seed in your heart that you followed. And then everything else kind of fell into place. And I'm curious to know, like some of the things that you created in the, in the last few years that you feel really proud of, just to kind of give our listeners the, a sense of what fulfillment looks like I will say in the last few years so I started Neon Owl with my brother Ray five and a half years ago actually I will say it was a long road a long journey to create success which can be defined in so many ways like to some people it's like million dollar company well we're, we're not that but it's like but we've been able to reach people all over the world We've been able to like help break out artists, right? Get them discovered. We've been able to help countless charities. We've been able to really leverage the influence of DJs and like other entrepreneurs in the music space to feel like they're contributing their time and influence to something that matters. So like, Hey, I'm really proud of that. And I also will say like, I've had a different experience in the last like year, especially the last year of how I view success. Because last year, I had already also built up a very successful coaching business where I I had my clients as you know, like traveling, like whatever. But like exactly a year and I want to say two months ago, I had like my major breakdown, which is like, it was like money, check, clients, check, appear to be successful, like check. But I felt like I became a slave to my own creations. And that's the part that I am not not proud of, but it took me letting go of my ego to see. I'm like, oh, anyone will be proud of creating Neon Owl in this badass coaching business. And so I can say I'm proud, but proud did not make me happy because it looked right on the entrepreneur paper, (laughs) I guess, the certificate. But I was like, here I am in Argentina, 
one of my top places and I'm just working. I'm like slaving away to my own creation. And I was like, that's not freedom. I'm free from the nine to five. I'm free from like working for the man, but I'm not actually free in the sense that I feel joy and ease in the things that I'm doing, despite being passionate about it. So I would say the latest thing that I'm proud of that I wouldn't have put on the list if you asked me two years ago is like, I'm proud of just kind of having my eat, pray, love year in the last year. I came back in breakdown and I told my partner, Sergio, I was like, ah, like, and we were just newly dating at that time. Like, you know, you, you knew. And he was like, okay, babe, what, what's really happening here? Like, who, who, what is this really about? Because, you know, I will love you regardless of how massive your empire is. Or if you just want to live a simple life. And, you know, we made a joke because the worst thing I felt like you could have called me is like a stay-at-home wife or girlfriend. I've just, I've always been like, well, I'm going to do my own shit, own my own shit, make my own. And so we joked. He was like, I'll love you even if you were that, if you were stay-at-home. And I was like, oh, really? And so I just think like at that point, a little over a year ago, I was like, maybe I don't need to grow these specific businesses. Maybe I can even just let go of some clients, let go and trust that abundance shall come and I don't need to be like need X amount of clients to make X amount of money to live my X lifestyle. And so when we took the cross country road trip and he moved to New York with me and I was just like, I think I'm going to start my greeting cards company. I've always wanted to do that. What the hell are you going to do with greeting cards? Some would say like, I don't know, spread more joy into the world through tangible products. Whereas me on out and coaching is like, it's not a tangible thing, right? It's a community. It was something that I do, but I was like, I just want to do it. In the last like three months, I was like, well, I've always loved skin and skincare, but will people judge me if I suddenly got into something of like the skincare business? Like who cares what people think? I love my skin. I'm proud of using these products for three years. So I became a rodent and feels consultant. And so like I keep going.